you know, I just had about enough of this. When am I going to be perfect? It's so annoying. I'm constantly making mistakes and then I have to apologize. When am I just going to deal with all of my problems and be who I'm supposed to be? Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversation by regular people and for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Hey, Consciously, welcome back. It's Menachem Poznanski. It's great to be here. Okay, it's the end of the month, and that means we're going to do a step episode. And it's June, so that means we're going to talk about step six, which is really one of my favorite steps. And I think one of the most misunderstood by so many. So we'll talk about that today. But before we get to that, I'm going to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star review on Apple or any of the other places that you take your podcast. It actually really helps. It uh, helps uh, let more people know about the podcast. You can also just literally let more people know about the podcast. That's super helpful and super useful. As always, I'm going to invite you to take a look at The Light Revealed on Instagram and Facebook, all the social media stuff. That's great stuff going on. We're starting a new series looking at serenity, gratitude, and humility. I'm going to do three posts for each of those on subsequent weeks. It's a 12-part series, but ultimately a 36-part series, which is fun. I've had, had fun writing it. I've been sharing with a couple people that have been reaching out about what the plan is with those. They're actually part of a broader plan, um, and I'm looking forward to let you know about that soon. also want to invite you to check out another podcast I'm working on called Practically If I Bring In with Rabbi Mayor Prager. Uh, it's called Practically If I Bring In. It's practically a Fabrengen. Right now we've been doing episodes on Tanya and uh, looking forward to see how that comes out. And then also we have some other stuff planned, some fun, cool stuff you'll hear about soon. And as always, you can find uh, our book, Consciously Six Steps to Vibrantly Living with Our Creator, uh, Jewish Bookstores, Amazon, and Mosaic Press website. Okay, so let's jump in. Okay, so step six, became entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Now that, that brings up a lot of things for a lot of people because it brings up a similar question that we talked about in step one and two, where it's like, is it God's job to do the work for me? Right. And is it God's job to remove my defects of character? And is it reasonable to think that I might ever have all of my defects of character removed like entirely? That just seems like perfection. And it seems very far from our experience. It almost seems a little bit like delusional, really all of them entirely all the defects of character and all defects of character, what, are, what are the implication of that is. In fact, what's really funny is that the language of the steps, step six and step seven, it's hard to talk about one without talking about the other, but I'm going to do two separate episodes. But step six is became entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And step seven is humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And then the way that people work the steps, oftentimes practitioners of the 12 steps, is they work on their defects of character, which is seems odd. Like they work on, I guess, managing or, or dealing with their defects of character, noticing them, which I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do. It just seems odd to do that at step six and seven when the instructions of the steps itself are actually like about God doing it. And then even if you were to look into the literature, particularly the early literature, if you want to, again, we always go into like the earliest literature, which is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, because that describes at least the original intention there's like two a, a small paragraph that describes two paragraphs that describe step six and seven. So it seems odd to make six and seven this big work, this big avoda. So 
it seems like more of that work would occur in like the 10th step of recovery where you're like acknowledging where you made mistakes and bending it and trying to do better. And then maybe imagining what better might look like in step 11. So the question is, what do you do? I mean, it seems very passive, just like it became entirely, even the instruction became entirely ready. Like, what did I do to become that? And, and what do I do next? It seems very passive. What's the avodo? What's the work to do? So before we jump into that, there's an interesting sidebar that I think is important, which is like the whole idea of problems in the first place, focusing on problems. I was, I'm reading this book by uh, Rav Adin Steinzeltz and Aiden Steinzeltz. So, um, ooh, whatever, I don't need to introduce Aiden Steinzeltz. Anyway, so this is a book about that he wrote about personalities from Tanakh, from the Bible, right? And kind of interesting ways in which those personalities represent ideas. So one of the points that he made was that in a certain way, if you think about it, if it wasn't for the sins of the Jewish people, then most of the of the Tanakh would not exist because most of the Tanakh are about the prophets prophesizing about what's going to happen because the people are sinning or the prophets, how they engage the people to try to get them to stop sinning. So that he points out that like, in fact, if it wasn't for the imperfection of the humans that made up the Jewish people, there would basically be the five books of Moses and that book might look very different, right? And the book of Joshua where they conquered the land and then the story would have been over. I was kind of thinking about that and I was noticing that, you know, we have this like, consistent reaction and fixation on what's wrong with our lives. And not only that, but we often tend to react to what's wrong, right? Meaning like what's reflected in the idea that Steinzeltz is talking about is that a lot of the instruction and advice that we receive in the Torah are kind of like reactionary to flaws. And then I was thinking about the way in which that kind of is a really great microcosm for how most of us live our lives. Like we don't really address a problem until it becomes a problem right? It's very hard to like proactively grow for the sake of growth. It's much easier to kind of chase when our pants are on fire, right? Chase what's wrong with our lives. Now, overcoming this is a very critical component of living kind of a serene spiritual existence. Because if I'm constantly just reacting or even responding, right? Reacting being kind of more visceral and impulsive and responding meaning kind of more balanced and mature to my problems, I'm living in a problem-centric orientation. Like my focus is identifying the problem and then addressing it. So my life becomes like spiritual whack-a-mole at best. Now, I don't know if any of you noticed, that's not very pleasant. It's very annoying. It, kind of, it also tends to seem to like kind of always orient us to a very problem-focused existence. You know, it's a similar thing. On a similar note, I was thinking about that this morning. I wasn't going to put this in here, but definitely kind of worthy to think about. You know, oftentimes our relationships with our mentors, with our rebellion, they're also problem-centric. Like we don't reach out for guidance always unless there's a problem, right? I once heard a 12-step speaker kind of stuck in my mind. He was talking about transitioning from a place where he felt like he owed his sponsor a problem. Like in order for me to call, I need to have a problem to talk about. And he was talking about the way in which you know, in the 12-step culture, it's oftentimes practice to call your sponsor every day. So if every time I, if I can only call my sponsor to address a problem and I have to call my sponsor every day, then I have to like create a problem every day. And he kind of noticed that and he kind of transitioned, I guess his sponsor pointed out to him, I don't remember exactly the circumstance, but he was transitioning his perspective away from kind of seeing his interactions with his sponsor as problem-centric, not that he couldn't go to his problem sponsor with the problems, but that he could evolve to a place where he's not going to his sponsor with the problem, maybe by reporting back to him and getting guidance or 
telling him his ideas. And that was kind of a healthy version of what recovery looks like. And I, and it dawned on me that oftentimes we treat our rebbeim, our mentors, our mashpim that way, and also the tzaddikim, right? You go to a tzaddik and you go to a tzaddik, to the caver of a tzaddik, to the burial space of a tzaddik, of a righteous person, which is considered to be uh, a space of prayer. And oftentimes we go there when our pants are on fire, right? So our whole relationship with the tzaddik is like a, he's a fireman, right? Or she, right? And they're just there to put out the fires that we created. And that's very, very uncomfortable. And I think to some degree, it's the nature of life because we're imperfect beings. But I think that there also is perhaps a more spiritual way of approaching this, a more elevated, a more positive way of approaching this. So our whole life is not about putting out fire. So anyways, I was talking to Shays Taub, actually, give him credit. So I was talking to Shays Taub and I was talking about orientations for going to the Ohel, right? And, and what would, I wanted to understand, what does a Chabad Chassid do when he goes to the Ohel? in order to not get lost in this space. I think I actually asked him specifically in this context, like, how do I go and not feel like I owe the Rebbe a problem, right? So what does that look like? So what he explained to me, if you go back into like the history of Hasidus, and now it's very clear, right, now that since then, kind of looking at it in in the literature, he didn't go to the tzaddik because he had a problem. You might go to the tzaddik if a problem came up, right, and ask for his blessing or ask for guidance and advice, that's for sure. But the most significant reason that a chassid goes to the tzaddik is for direction, is to check in, to let the tzaddik know your progress and find out what's next. And he invited me to try that. I've done that, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a remarkable experience. So most of the time that I go to the ohel or I go to a, a tzaddik, there's some prayers said, mostly just praying in a general way to try to connect with God and connect with the energy of the tzaddik. And then there's like reporting back what's going on and saying, I'm open to feedback and guidance. Whatever you would have me be, whatever you would have me do, I'm talking to God, but also that the the energy and the, 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 the power of the tzaddik, if, you know, give me instructions. And what's really powerful is that I feel, I feel as if I've gotten those instructions. Those are prayers that I really feel are answered much more acutely than prayers where I'm praying for things or I'm praying for my pants to not be on fire anymore. So a, a more spiritual approach to problem solving and to addressing our defects of character, kind of to touch back on step six, is to orient ourselves to a place where we're not just fixated on what's wrong with us, but we're kind of moving towards a place of proactive effort to try to be a better person. Now, as I pointed out earlier, that's something that in the recovery program someone does in the ten steps 10, 11, and 12, which we'll get to much later on in the year, right? Those are Those I call... Uh, the living steps. That's how we framed it. Arya books five and I, in our book, we framed it as the living steps because that's where you live. That's where a person in recovery who's a practitioner of the 12 steps is living. Daily reflection, admitting where they're wrong, meditation and prayer to try to understand what's right, what's better, what's outside of my frame of reference to step out into the sunlight, and then engaging life from a spiritual frame by being of service, passing on a good message, but also trying to live spiritually in all the details of one's life. That sounds a lot like addressing defects of character or accentuating good character traits, right? So what is it, the work that we're supposed to be doing in step six and seven? What's the focus? But for that, I I wanted to just touch on something else as a sidebar, but I think it kind of makes a point. So stick with me. Rabbi Nachman in Sichos Aran, Beis, says a really powerful thing. He says, says, it's very good to abandon oneself to God, and to rely on him, to trust in him. 
And my way is that when I engage the day, I turn over all of the movements. I abandon, I surrender all of the movements, the efforts that I make and that those who rely upon me make and my children to God. I turn it over to God, right? Which is a very recovery-centric theme. And then he says this. He says, This is very good. Gamazai, ein sarich lidog velachashov velachshov klal in misnai karayim lav. Then I don't have to spend a lot of time. It's very good because I don't have to spend a lot of time worried and contemplating whether I'm doing the right thing. Me'achar shesomech alav yisbarach. Because I'm relying on God. At the end of the day, I turned it over to Him. Okay, again, now again, this is a very recovery-centric theme, but I think it presents a really powerful idea because he's not talking about when I find myself in a place of unmanageability and powerlessness, I turn my will and life over to the care of God and trust in Him. But rather, every day when I wake up, ready to engage the day, I turn it over to God. I cast it upon Him. right? I cast upon Him all of, all of my things, all of my movements, and I trust in Him. I just say, I'm going to do my best, do the best I can. It's in your will. And you make me as successful as you'd like me to be. And then I'm not worried about it. I'm not full of anxiety and confusion and despair. So I, I think this is kind of what step six is about. I think it really touches on that. Because in the first three steps, the person is reacting to what's wrong with their lives. So they turn their lives over to God. They give their lives to God from a place of powerlessness, unmanageability, despair, brokenness, weakness. It's very humble, but it doesn't necessarily apply to all the areas of my life. But now as we're trying to emerge out of the crucible and darkness of resentment, fear, and shame, we're going to want to start to live healthier. We're going to want to be healthier people. And I think that's the process of step six. I think step six is developing a willingness to be well, to grow healthier for growth's sake. Not about expecting God to make us well, right? Not became expectant of God to remove all my, all my defects of character, but rather a willingness to be as well as he wants me to be right now. An affirmation that I'm willing to be a well person. I'm willing to be a growth-oriented person. I'm willing to be a person that grows for the sake of growth and doesn't always just respond to what's wrong. Now, that's not, I don't think... A denial of the, of our imperfection and the fact that we're likely to make mistakes, as is clear from the rest of the steps and how it plays out, but rather an affirmation of a hope of where we would like to go, but also an affirmation of our willingness to live differently, to stop living in the problem, and to start to live in the solution. And just as Rabbi Nachman pointed out, when at the beginning of the process— I turn it over to God, that opens the door for me to engage the process without a lot of obsessive contemplation and worry and fear. I turned it over to Him. It's not my business. I'm just going to do the best I can. So that step six, this became entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, and then the prayer that follows, which we'll talk about next month, are a preparatory step for making right what we did wrong in steps eight and nine, clearing the wreckage, as they say. And then for a process of growing well ourselves through our own effort, through the steps of 10, 11, and 12, the living steps. So that what we learn from step six is before we engage a process from a place of growth, 
it's critically important for us to give ourselves the time to affirm who it is we want to be, to affirm the fact that we are not problems, we're not human problems, we are human beings. We're not problem-oriented people, we're solution-directed people that sometimes encounter problems. That the way to build a relationship with our higher power, with a tzaddik, with a rebbe, with a mashpia, with a guide, with a mentor, with a sponsor, is an awareness at some point, maybe not in the initial phase, because in the initial phase we're just broken or else we wouldn't be looking in the first place, but to step away from this brokenness orientation and to start to build those relationships from a place of strength, from a place of aspiration, motivation, and a desire to grow. Then obviously as problems come up, we might consult those and we might have to direct our focus to what's wrong, oftentimes, maybe even constantly, but we're not fixated on it. It's not who we are. It's what we happen to be doing some of the time. Who we are, our spiritual beings, having a human experience, the best we can one day at a time. Consciously is a project of the Living Group, which is a division of Our Place New York, and made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family, in memory of Tsipora Basravaro. The host of Consciously is Menachem Posnansky. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review on Apple Podcast and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcast. We sincerely welcome and appreciate your feedback, so please feel free to email or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Oh, 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 oh,